0: Welcome in everybody it is Friday so you know it's time to get in the cage here on 710 ESPN Seattle it's brought to you by the Emerald Queen Casino and speaking of the Emerald Queen Casino coming up Saturday October 5th we've got Cage Sport 59 and is being co-headlined by the man who is on the Zeke's Pizza hotline with us right now he's got a title on the line that night I'm talking about the one the only Austin Springer is with us Austin how are you man?
1: I'm doing good. How's your Friday
0: treating you? It's it's going very well. Let's uh let's uh talk about what you've got coming up here. Again, it's a little less than a week away or about a week away, I should say. Uh where where are you at? I know you fought in different different divisions, different weight divisions. Where are you at with your weight right now because every time I talk to a fighter, it's generally during the weight cut, they're not happy, they're struggling, they're not eating. Where where are you at right now with your weight?
1: You know, I'm in that your weight's always varying it kind of depends on the time of day you know sometimes you'll wake up light uh lighter days you sweat less your weight's a little bit higher so i'm sitting right about 160 ish right now 159
0: okay and so so the weight cut for you isn't as uh dramatic as it is for some that i've spoken to where they're hey i've got i've got 16 pounds to lose this week i'm i'm perfect i'm on on absolute target here
1: no and you know with it too is Typically, you start increasing your water intake. So a gallon of water is 8.3 pounds. You know, if you're doing a gallon and a half a day, that's, you know, 12 pounds you're bringing in. And then typically, fight week, you're going to start cutting that back a little bit. And then you'll see your your average weight start dropping as well because you're not taking in as much water. So uh, once I start to restrict that water a little bit, too, it should be a real easy weight cut for me.
0: Well, and you're not a you're not a you know a novice to this. You've been doing it for a while. You got 11-3 records. You've done this on a big stage. You fought on uh, the Ultimate Fighter 22. Uh, you, you fought you know in front of Dana White, Dana White's Contender Series. How, is it tough when you've done things like that? When you when you've you know been around the elite of the sport, and then you come back and you're doing a local you know a local promotion, which you know there's a ton of talent. I'm not trying to diminish the talent, but just the profile of it. Is it is it tougher to get yourself up for that when you've been on a bigger stage
1: you know I can see how a lot of people could could think that but Kevin Boehm is undeniably the toughest opponent that I will have faced like when you watch his fights he is a nonstop pressure in your face type of guy you know other guys can dance around and do flashy stuff but what the nitty-gritty is is when somebody keeps coming at you no matter what you're throwing at them and they don't stop like he's Legit, like a Terminator slash zombie. Like he doesn't stop. He's absolutely going to be my toughest fight. So it was very easy to stay motivated and uh, go to training and to push through those hard workouts. When I know I want my training to be harder than the fight that Kevin's going to bring, because I know he's bringing in a tough fight.
0: Now, when when you're talking about him, and you know, it's interesting. Another thing, when I talk to a lot of fighters, there are some fighters I talk to, and they're like, "Yeah, we, you know, I've been watching tape of this guy. I've watched his last four fights, five fights, whatever." And others are like, nope, I don't like to look at the tape. I let my coaches handle it. They come to me with a game plan, and that's how we handle it. Are you a guy that gets in there and watches tape, or do you have much access to tape on him in particular? How do you, how do you prepare for him?
1: You know, I've actually had uh, three teammates fight him two of the times I was in their corner. So I've got to see what Kevin brings to the table. Now, people are always evolving, they're always adding to their game. So I can't sit here and say I know exactly what he's going to do, but I have a pretty good idea of what he brings to the table. Um, matched up against what I bring to the table, and I think it's a good stylistic matchup for me. Is
0: is there an area in the fight that you look at and say, okay, if I'm, let's say, if if I'm letting him push me up against the cage, I'm I'm fighting his fight, or if this fight goes to the ground, I'm in his world. Is there an area you feel like you need to avoid because that favors him, or do you feel like, hey, I'm comfortable wherever this goes?
1: Yeah, I'm definitely comfortable wherever it goes. There are certain positions that You know, I imagine that I have a better success rate than he does, and my goal is to find those positions and keep them for as long as I can to make, you know, if it goes to a judge's decision, I want the judges to remember the highlighted points that I have. If it gets a finish, I know the certain areas where likely I have a higher percentage chance of getting a finish in the fight. So it's kind of be well-rounded everywhere, but also be aware of where my uh, highlighted areas are.
0: Now, for for fight fans that that may be thinking of coming out there and saying, hey, I've, I've never seen Austin fight, I've never heard of him, I don't know what he's like, To give, give a people a sense of your game. Would you call yourself a striker? Would you call yourself a submission guy? Where, where would you? How would you sort of uh, break down your game for somebody that hasn't seen you fight?
1: So, I've wrestled my entire life, but it turns out that wrestling is not the most eye-catching for the casual fan. <laughs> so, we kind of had to adopt a... Let's punch them in the face more times than they punch us in the face, and if they want to give us our neck for a choke, we'll take it. type fight
0: okay <laughs> now as far as your opponent goes what where do you think his strength is? Do you think he's a better striker? Do you think he's a grappler where 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 would you say his strength is?
1: Uh, he doesn't stop like I think that's you know not diminishing any of his striking skills, grappling skills, any of that. one of the hardest things, and actually you, you can't teach it. His heart and he just doesn't stop and I think that's his biggest attribute is You know, I've seen in fights where he's getting choked out and he doesn't tap he goes unconscious like that's how much uh, Never say die attitude. He has in him and that's that's gonna be my biggest test is Trying to make him quit and I think I can break him in this fight. I think I can put pressure on him I think I can find those areas to where um, I have much more control and damage than he's able to get and I can slowly chip away I kind of compare it to, like, if you're playing, like, a Mortal Kombat game and your character starts out, their health level is yellow, and then you beat him up a little bit and it goes down to, or sorry, it starts off at green. You beat him up a little bit, it goes down to yellow, and then it goes down to orange, and then it goes down to red, and then it's over. My job is to chip him away from green to yellow to orange to red until he tries to find a way out of the
0: fight. Speaking with Austin Springer here on 710 ESPN Seattle. We got Cage Sport 59 happening October 5th. That's Saturday night, next Saturday night at the Emerald Queen Casino. He's part of the co-main event titled Featherweight Title on the line. And you you, you look at your record, you're 11 and 3. Um you're you're a guy as I said it's got a got a bunch of experience on the, on the big stage. Where are you at it, just in terms of your career? Do you set limits in saying you know what, I don't want to do this past the age of 38. I've got four fights left. Have you put any sort of markers in place?
1: You know, I can't say that I have. A lot of people, you know, it's kind of silly, but a lot of people use age as the the variable of, you know, when is too much. When It it really breaks down to each individual, um, their body and their mindset. You know, if, if your body is healthy, you haven't had any sustainable injuries, excellent. If your mind is still in it, you're still driven, you're still able to wake up at you know six in the morning and go for those runs when you don't want to, then you're still in it, and that's that's right where I am. You know, I I haven't set a a parameter for myself because I still feel excellent right now. When I start to slow down, when it's you know I start to hit the snooze button in the morning instead of getting up to go run, then I'll start to look at it. But that hasn't happened yet, and so I'm not even worried about it.
0: As far as that that fire that it takes to to really chase this career right to really be hungry and go after a title is that tough where you're at i mean as i said you're a guy with a lot of experience you're a married guy you've got a couple of kids you own a gym you know and there are other guys that you read about and they're like man i i just slept in my car and i sleep in the gym and i didn't allow anything else in my life that was you know i was singular in my focus H- has that it, you know just that evolvement in your life just kind of you know growing up and establishing yourself has that changed Sort of that that fire that that it takes for a lot of people to continue this career.
1: No, my wife has you know been a, a huge backbone for me to to support me unconditionally. So, you know, it's a lot of fighters have all those struggles of trying to balance a full time job with you know training with trying to eat healthy. Like I have that partner with me who supports me that can take that load off of me so that I don't have to struggle. I get to get. 110 percent when other people are struggling to even give their 100 percent because they have so much else going on whereas my table is completely cleaned off with just training focus and preparing for this fight i don't have those other distractions that i have to worry about
0: so the dream is still to obviously reach the mountaintop get to the ufc win the title
1: yeah i need to go out next saturday night put on a performance that sean shelby scott coker uh, one FC, all these big promotions can look at and say, "I want that guy on my roster."
0: It, it, give me your, give me your dream fight. Somebody you see out there in any promotion, whether it's Bellator, UFC, one, one uh, FC, as you talked about. Is there a guy out there you say, "Man, before it's all said and done, I would love to share the cage with that guy."
1: You know, yes, absolutely. I mean, the, the corniest, cheesiest answer is, "I want to fight UFC's 145 pound champ, Max Holloway." Now, there has to be short-term goals, medium goals, long-term goals. Um, so, absolute long-term goal. Every fighter should want to fight the best in the world. And in my weight class right now, Max Holloway holds that title. Now, I'm not saying at all that I believe that I can, you know, in two fights, all of a sudden I'm jumping into that fight. My next role after this, put on a great performance next Saturday, give everything I have to fight Kevin Boehm, and then let my management uh figure out what's next.
0: Again, it's happening next Saturday, October 5th, Cage Sport 59 at the Emerald Queen Casino. Speaking with a man who will be uh, co-headlining that card. Featherweight title is on the line. Austin Springer has been our guest here on 710 ESPN Seattle. Austin, I wish you nothing but the best, my friend. I'll be out there watching, cheering you on, and uh, hopefully we're talking about bigger things after this one.
1: Awesome. Appreciate you guys. Have a great weekend.